you're listening to Brave Girls Club. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kelly. And I'm Krista. And, and this, this is, is a podcast. podcast. Uh, That's all. Bye. <laughs> it's a it's a spooky podcast. We do some murders. We do some ghosts. We do a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Just one. Just one. Uh, aliens. Aliens. Sometimes. Actually, we did one alien. We've done a couple. We've done a, we did like a whole episode on aliens. Mm-hmm. We did. What was that? Like our fifth episode? <clears throat> I don't know. I think it was our tenth episode. Oh, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. And then I did an episode Good on different times. kinds of aliens. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. We've we've done aliens a few we've times. We've done aliens. Yeah. We've done aliens. We've done Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. That's always the one, one that I recommend yeah. to people. That's where <laughs> you should start. One. <laughs> 25 is coming up quick. Oh, yeah. Let yeah, us know true. if you have any theme episode suggestions. Mm-hmm. And... We can maybe do one of them. Yeah, what kind of theme do you want? We haven't even I been don't thinking know. about it. We've done Disneyland, Aliens. What was 15? <laughs> Urban Legends. Urban Legends. And Curses. 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 That's right. Cool. So now anything up that alley. Is... Or, I what, mean, like, what's another good one? It would kind of be fun to do like one big like like murder or something. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, let's just do one, one big, big murder. murder. Yeah, fun. let's <laughs> let's just do one big murder. Well, maybe we could like you mean like one like serial killer that we all cover. Yes, that would be fun. And do like a big one that has like a lot of details and facts yeah. that we could go yeah. over. Last yeah. podcast style. Yes, I have been listening to the last podcast episode on Robert Hansen. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to that one? Yes. I don't want to spoil Wait, anything. Which one's? He's the Alaskan guy. Who oh yes. hunted mm-hmm. people. Most who hunted Ooh. ladies. Yes. <clears throat> and I don't want to spoil anything, but I, the first episode ends with the police finding a body, and not being able to do anything because it was being eaten by an endangered species of bear, <gasps> and they had to like decide whether or not to shoot the bear. Because the bear was too aggressive to, like, shoo away. And, uh... But was the body already dead? It was yeah. dead, yeah. Oh. But the bear was, like, eating the body. Eating the evidence. Yeah. Oh, And they that's had to right. make yeah. a decision. Yeah. On what to do. I won't tell you what they did. You should listen to it. It's, it's a good episode. Yeah. I liked it. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, they do good work over there. Yeah, they really do. They got research assistants. Mm-hmm. That's so fancy. <laughs> That's what we need. Even like, even before they got research Someone assistants, someone just like do Marcus it for Parks's. me. Yeah, they do a great job. They really do. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, anything in the news? Uh, well, I sent a couple things today in the group chat. There, we have this local mini golf course. <laughs> We live out in the middle of nowhere, but we have... Like Haven't a, we, didn't we just talk about Scandia? I think we did. In a recent past episode, I think we did. Maybe. So we have Scandia. It's like an arcade. It has mini golf. It has batting cages. And it has one... What, what would you call it? Like a ride? Like a, mm-hmm. like a carnival ride sort of thing? Yeah. It's almost like a Ferris wheel, but there's only like 
two ends. And it the... goes real fast. Mm-hmm. And you're isn't in it a... like isn't it like the zipper? <clears throat> kind of. Zipper is a little called, different. It's called the skyscraper. Skyscraper. So so it just throws you around and you're in one of those pivoting cages. So you're flipping around in circles while you're flipping around in circles. Mm-hmm. And Last night, was it last night? Yeah, last night it got stuck and some people were stuck up at like 160 feet in the air for a few hours and the fire department had to come. A few hours? Yep. Oh my goodness. That's funny. We're getting a new ride though. Well, a ride. It's a a slide that was at Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. What? At Scandia? Yeah. We're getting, it's like a huge slide. But it I used to flights. be, yeah, it used to be at Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. <laughs> how tall is it? I want to go down a big slide. Uh, I don't know how tall it is. I just Do know that it's really tall. you go down it on a potato sack? Hopefully. I hope so, yeah. We can only hope. Because those are fun. Um, God, those people were probably so sunburnt. Oh, I think it was at night. Oh. The picture was, like, during the night. That's in the article? It might have been, like, long enough that it was day and then night. Wow. Oh no, that's not the one I wanted. I was finding the article about the slide. <laughs> We're getting another slide? We're getting another slide. Tight. I would have been so scared if that was me. Have you ever been on that? No, I've never been to that Scandia. I went on it once in eighth grade. Was I wouldn't go on it. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. I think I would have liked it when I was in eighth grade, but I think now I would get sick. Yeah, I would most definitely get sick. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay, so uh, the slide, for those who are interested. Michael Jackson's slide. <laughs> um, it's, it was Michael Jackson's slide. And it is there now. Oh, it's already there. Yeah, it's already there as of March 30th. And I guess it doesn't say like an exact height, but I guess it's 50 feet longer than, oh, it's 162 feet long and 39 oh. feet high. But I guess it's 50 feet longer than most slides like that. Oh. So, I don't know. So it's really tall but really long, so you mm-hmm. just scoot down it slowly? No, it's tall. Like, you can see it. And it's, like, wavy. Wavy? Yeah. Like a wavy slide. So you, yeah, like you go down the bumps. That's fun. Yeah. And it's long. I guess, I don't know. I guess it looks fun. Let's that, take a Brave Girls trip to yeah, Scandia. It has three. <laughs> they are riding a sack. Look at the little boy. Aww. <laughs> That's not that little of a boy. That kid's too old. He looks little to me. He looks like 10, 11. I don't know. It's irrelevant. That kid is 20. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> it's just what? a picture of Kelly at Scandia. <laughs> that kid is 27. <laughs> um... What else happened in the news? What about that lady from Russia? Oh, yeah. I was just about to say that one. A woman was embalmed alive after hospital workers accidentally gave her formaldehyde instead of a saline solution. Ew. Uh, That sucks. That's super painful. It was an agonizing and slow death. Yeah, she called her mom and told her that she was dying and her mom thought she was joking. Because it was just like... How old was she? 28. Wow. (gasps) Where was was this? Russia. Russia. Wow. (laughs) I need to send that story to my mom. 
it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. What a nightmare. <sighs> Speaking of calling your mom and getting eaten by a bear, did you ever hear that story about that lady who was getting eaten by a bear and she called her mom? No. I've only heard the documentary. <laughs> oh, that was different. Grizzly Man? Yeah, Grizzly Man. That was man. a different lady that got eaten by a bear. Yeah, this lady was getting eaten by a bear in the forest and she like called her family and was like, I'm getting eaten by a bear. I love you. Goodbye. How horrible. Holy <laughs> so shit. Because bears eat you slow if you're alive. Ew. That's so weird. I don't know. <gasps> well, you I guess need to see Annihilation. I heard that it was good. Michael illegally downloaded it. <gasps> oh, dang. Did so he we have like it. it? I don't think he watched it watch yet. It. He also, but there's, he also there, got, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a very scary bear in that movie. and it's, You already mentioned that there was a scary bear. Oh, did I? Uh-huh. Yeah, I ta- I, I've, ta- I've, ta- I've talked about that movie, this movie like five times on the you podcast. You can't stop talking about it. <laughs> Sorry. When he told me that he downloaded it, I was like, oh yeah, Lindsay can't stop talking about that. And he was like, I know, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I watched a bunch of horror movies recently. What'd you see? I was on like What'd a horror watch? movie kick while Girl Danny was in town. I watched mostly stuff on Netflix. I watched Holidays. I watched The Ritual. I watched The Invitation. I watched The Gift. And I watched some other Halloween horror anthology. And then I watched XX. Uh-huh. And... Did you watch Veronica? Not yet. I want to see that one. I heard it's good. Yeah. I know Kyle and I haven't watched that one yet either, and I really want to watch it, but he seems uninterested. Uh, I think he would like it. I haven't seen it yet, but I think he would like it, is based it, on what I've heard. Is it because it has subtitles and he never learned to read? Yeah, he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. He's literally sitting right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't realize, because he's usually gone when we record. I know. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, we didn't say bye, Kyle, today. Oh, yeah. Even though he can't... Can he hear us? No, he cannot hear you. Oh, okay. He can't hear. He can't read. He can just... What's he gonna yeah, do? He can't, <laughs> he can't hear. He can't read. Oh, Poor goodness. Kyle. He's gonna have to wait till Thursday to find out. Yeah. He's playing He's playing with Dolly so she doesn't freaking Shh. mess up all my shit. They're a good, ba- a good pair because she can't read either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't listen. She can't hear either, obviously. Oh, Dolly's so cute. I know. I hung out with some cats yesterday. I know. That was fun. You're learning to love cats. I am. Are you less allergic than you thought you were? I didn't have any problems either. So hmm. I think the only cat that I've ever been around is my grandma's cat, and he's like an outside cat. So maybe you I just have outdoor allergies. Is that a thing that you can grow out of? Uh, allergies it might are be. sort of unpredictable like that yeah yeah like you can develop an like a really severe allergy out of nowhere so i That's imagine scary. they can probably fade off or go away mm-hmm. yeah i'm no doctor yeah, i'm not a doctor mm-hmm. either but you can call you're me not doctor. not yet <clears throat> who have i been talking to this entire time <laughs> who's been giving me the medical advice <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, are we ready to start? Yes. I suppose. Who wants to go first? Mine is kind of a long boy. A long boy? Mm -hmm. Kelly, what's yours like? Mine is a fun boy. Oh, a fun boy? Maybe we should save Kelly's for last then. It's a little sad. Oh. But (laughs) mostly fun. 
Okay, what do you got, Lindsay? I have something that's also fun. Is it spooky? Mine's not spooky. Mine spooks me out. Okay. But that's just me. I'm scared of everything. I can go first. Okay. Y'all ready for the monster with 21 faces? Yes. Have you heard of this before? I don't think so. It is a crime spree. Does it sound familiar? Mm Mm-hmm. So, for 17 months in the mid-1980s, a criminal or criminals named the monster with 21 faces terrorized Japan with a string of crimes. Mm. It all began on March 18th, 1984, when two masked men broke into the home of an old woman, bound and gagged her, and stole the spare key she had for her son's house. The old woman was the mother of Katsuhisa Izaki, the CEO of candy manufacturer Glico, which you may know as the people who make Pocky. Oh, okay. All right. Pocky is good. I know Pocky. Pocky is good. (laughs) The two men then used the key to let themselves into Izaki's home, where they found his wife, bound and gagged her as well, then found Izaki hiding with his two children in their bathroom. The two men kidnapped Izaki and took him to a warehouse where he was bound to a chair. A ransom demand for 1 billion yen was requested for his safe return, but before the ransom could be paid, Izaki managed to escape and find help. But the kidnappers escaped before authorities could arrive. This was only the beginning, however, of a reign of terror that would span 17 months and affect thousands of lives. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> That's a I lot. I you said this was fun. Well, it's fun to hear about. I'm sure it wasn't fun for the people involved. <laughs> a thousand of people? That's a lot. Well, it's because it goes like this. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> Kelly's got something up her sleeve, guys. A little bit. On an April night in 1984, an unknown person or group of persons snuck onto Glico headquarters property and took a torch and gasoline to several vehicles parked outside. The cars and surrounding area were completely destroyed and the perpetrators gone before help could arrive. Japanese police had been called in during the Izaki kidnapping, but the continued threat on Glico and its employees triggered them to step up their investigation into finding the person or persons responsible for the crimes. In May of the same year, Glico received a threatening letter signed by the monster with 21 faces, stating that packages of Glico candies would be poisoned with potassium cyanide soda. After some discussion, it was discu- it was decided, excuse me. <clears throat> It was decided that all Glico candies would have to be pulled from grocery stores throughout Japan. This was disastrous for the company and resulted in a profit loss of $21 million, causing more than 400 Glico workers to be laid off. The police had few leads. It was reported that a security camera in a grocery store had captured a man not affiliated with the store putting Glico products on store shelves. But the man wore a baseball cap shielding his face and was never identified. Also, there was only one man in the footage, and it was known that there were two men involved in the kidnapping of Izaki. The police didn't even know how many people they were looking for. And as this went on, the monster with 21 faces widened the letter-writing campaign to include the media, in one letter saying, Dear stupid police officers, (laughs) Don't lie. (laughs) All crimes begin with a lie, as we say in Japan. Don't you know that? You seem to be at a loss. Monster with 21 faces. 
That's stupid. He said stupid. He That's did. <laughs> all I of can't. Japan all of Japan was terrified. Candy sales of all brands plummeted. In the summer of 1984, the monster expanded its ransom request activities to include other candy companies and assorted food manufacturers. The police continued to track down the few clues they had, but remained stumped until late June of 1984. In that month, the monster said it would put an end to its activities in exchange for 50 million yen. The money was to be thrown out of a train speeding towards the city of Kyoto. The drop-off location would be signified by the presence of a white flag along the route. The money was gathered and... Sorry. The money was gathered and an undercover policeman boarded the train and looked for the flag. The policeman did not see a white flag, but did notice a fellow male train passenger acting strangely. The policeman described the man as having an athletic build, short, permed, curly hair, Mm -hmm. but the most remarkable feature was that the suspect had eyes like a fox. Ooh. Ew, that's creepy. Despite an effort to keep the man under surveillance, the suspect managed to elude police in the Kyoto train station. The fox-eyed man, as he came to be known, was spotted again the next month, during another sting operation conducted by police when the monster attempted blackmailing another candy company for 100 million yen. A man matching the fox-eyed man's description was seen sitting in a station wagon a few blocks from the ransom drop-off point. He was wearing a baseball cap covering his eyes and headphones. When an officer approached him to investigate, the man took off with the officer tailing him close behind. Uh, After a car chase through the city, the man narrowly escaped pursuit, leaving his vehicle behind. When police found the car, they discovered a radio transceiver that the man had been using to listen into all of police communications during the sting. Investigators deemed the operation to not be a genuine blackmailing, but instead an opportunity for the monster with 21 faces to listen in on police and study their methods and effectiveness. In October of 1984, the monster sent the media a letter addressed to the mothers throughout Japan. In it, the monster stated that they had poisoned 20 packages of candy and placed them on grocery store shelves. Police fanned out throughout the country and managed to recover over 10 packages that had been tampered with. In January of 1985, based on the previous store video footage and description of the fox-eyed man on the Kyoto train, the police issued a wanted poster with a detailed sketch. However, nobody ever came forward to identify the subject. The investigation continued. In August of 1985, the monster claimed his first victim, although indirectly. Pressured by the lack of an arrest in an investigation that was going nowhere, Shiga Prefecture Police Superintendent Yamamoto committed suicide by setting himself on fire. Oh my god. Once news of the suicide was reported, the monster sent what would be his final letter to the media saying, in part, Police Superintendent Yamamoto died. How stupid of him. We've got no friends or secret hiding place. (laughs) What have the police been doing for the past year and five months? Don't let criminals like us get away with it. We decided to forget about tormenting food companies. If anyone blackmails any other food companies, it's not us, but someone copying us. We are bad guys. That means we've got more to do other than bullying companies. It's fun to lead a bad man's life. 
Monster with 21 faces. They're fucking 12 years old, aren't they? <laughs> We're bad guys. Stupid. We're bad guys. It might not translate well. That might be part of it. It's I the like gang, the translations. I like it too. <laughs> Time went by, but no progress was ever made in the tracking down of the monster with 21 faces. The case is now officially closed. Even if the monster was caught today, he or they could not be prosecuted due to the expiration of Japanese statutes of limitations for kidnapping and for the poisoning of food products. The end. Damn. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, Where'd you find that? <clears throat> that's one that I have known for a really long time. Like, I just think I read like the Wikipedia page on it like mm-hmm. years ago. And it's just, mm-hmm. it stuck with me, so I remembered it. That was a good one. Hmm. That was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. What a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, that was like, a wild ride. candy companies, they kept saying the word stupid. They called themselves bad guys. Like, they have to be <laughs> preteens. The sketch of the guy, he looks like he's 30, though. Oh, yeah. I want to see the fox-eyed guy. I'll look sketch. him up. But, um... I don't want to, like, give the Monster with 21 Faces too much credit, but they stopped, he or they stopped, as soon as someone died. Oh. So oh. maybe maybe they were never really trying to hurt anyone. I think they just wanted money. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I don't know. Or maybe they are just bad guys. They said it. I mean, we're when someone guys. tells you they're a bad guy, believe them. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. He doesn't look cool, but oh, he looks... like, the image that I have in my mind is really scary. We well, should post it on the Instagram. Uh, we, we haven't done that in a while, posted pictures, like, of our stories on the Instagram. That's true. But also, last episode, we did John Wayne Bobbitt, so maybe no pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind of dorky. Yeah, he looks like a dork. <laughs> He's got, like, permed curly hair and, like... Glasses. Kim Jong-un glasses. Mm-hmm. Or what? No, Kim Jong-il glasses. Yeah. Kim Jong-un doesn't wear glasses. But, yeah. He does kind of have fox eyes, though. If you know. That's such a creepy spooky. description. Yeah. He looks... I love it. Pretty dead-eyed. Can you sh- want to show Lindsay? Oh, yeah. I forgot she can see. Can uh, you see it? I can't. But you can send it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? Do you want to go next, Krista, since yours is longer? Yes. Okay. Put a little meat in the middle. A little meat in the middle. And then we'll end on a fun one. A spooky one. Okay. My story is about the Glamour Girl Killer. What? Ooh. Yeah. So I'm um, excited. I've never heard of this. His name is Harvey Glattman. Hmm. Have you? I hadn't heard of him either. And I was like, what? Like, it's wild. Okay. So our story starts in 1927. Um, Harvey Glattman was born in the Bronx, New York, to Albert and Ophelia Glattman. And at age three, the family moved to Denver, Colorado, where Harvey and his young sister, Rosalie, um, or his sister, Rosalie, was born in Denver. So um, he has a younger sister, and that's it. Um, So the Glattman family was pretty normal by all accounts, but Harvey's mother noticed that he was strange from the time he was a baby, noting that he often cried at nothing and would um, only giggle when there was nothing funny happening. As he grew from a baby to a toddler, 
He would straight up reject friendly advances from his peers and had zero personality or interest in anything. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) The first time his mom noticed that something was really wrong, though, was when she caught him performing a strange act in his bedroom at age four. Uh, he had is. he had tied a string around the end of his wiener and put the other end of the string in a dresser drawer and he w- was like leaning back so it was like causing him pain but he was like doing it on purpose when he was four <laughs> when he was old. four yeah oh goodness gracious that's so smart for a four-year-old yeah Maybe so he was trying to pull it off <laughs> i don't know what he was doing but he um continued to do things like this throughout his childhood his parents would catch him often doing things weird like that what else is there like that like he he had like this weird fascination with strings and like would oh. use it like in his like masturbation routine from Ugh. a young child into his like teens wow so um he was never really interested in making friends or hanging out with other kids his age Um, but his parents didn't complain too much because he made good grades and was in the top 7% of his class. Instead of connecting with others, he would run home and jerk off. (laughs) And his, uh, his, uh, string fetish turned into, like, a full-on, like, rope autoerotic asphyxia thing that he would do. Okay. Um, at age 11, his parents finally noticed that he was doing that because he had a mark around his neck and they asked him, like, what the fuck? He was jerking it that often that he mm-hmm. had, like, a noose bruise around his neck? Yes. And Krista, this he is was. appropriate. I know, but <laughs> it's, it's just so weird. Like, when I get into, into the story more, it's weird that not a lot of people know about him just because it's so, such a strange, like. Anyway, um. <laughs> So he had, and I promise this is relevant, like, I'm not just, like, saying this to be gross or anything, like, it's relevant. So at age 11, that's when his family, like, his family noticed that he was, he had made a thing of, like, the rope thing. Uh-huh. Um, they did take him to a psychiatrist, and the de- uh, they dismissed his odd behavior as typical sexual exploration. Typical. Uh, no. <clears throat> yeah. So, um... I mean, I'm not trying to kink shame, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at age four and 11, like, that's weird. Yeah, um, that is very strange. Yeah, I think most guys get into autoerotic asphyxiation when they're, like, 50. 38. <laughs> yeah, when they're older. Normal stuff just isn't doing it for them anymore. Ew, I don't <laughs> like thinking about that. <laughs> well, you have gross. to. I'm Think so harder. Sorry. All right, so here we go. Now he's in high school, and he began noticing girls, but he was, like, acne-faced, nerd, he had, like, big, gappy teeth, and he had, like, a hard time speaking to them, so he resorted to fantasizing about tying them up so he could touch them. Soon enough, the fantasies weren't enough, and while in high school, Harvey began to commit crimes. He would people watch after school until a pretty woman walked by, then he would follow her home, break in bound and gag her, and then touch her body while she was unable to move. Oh, shit. He would then rob the women and then go home. Just like nothing happened. He would just go straight home. How often? Do you know how often he did that? Um, It doesn't say how many he got, like, caught for while in high school. And no one told on him? I don't know if they just didn't, like, recognize him. I think they just didn't catch him until later. Like, 
um, he, because he, he did, like, in high school, one of the, he would do this pretty often, mm-hmm. and then he got careless about it, like, he was just doing it so often that he got careless, and he got caught, mm-hmm. and um, he got caught breaking into someone's home, he didn't get caught, like, tying someone up or anything, they just uh-huh. found rope and a gun on him, the police did. How'd he get a gun? He stole it. Because he, oh. would, he would break into people's houses and rob, rob them. from a lady. Yeah, so he stole it from someone's house that he um, basically sexually assaulted. I don't have a good feeling about this guy. Yeah, yeah me, me either. either. This is all bad. <laughs> so he confessed that he had planned to rob the house, but he mm-hmm. didn't say anything about the, the sexual assaults. And so he spent eight, month, eight months in jail for that. After he was released, he assaulted another woman in Denver while he was on parole. Then after a short stint in a Denver psychiatric hospital and being charged with at least seven robberies and assaults between 1945 and 1946, his mother bailed him out of jail every single time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then sent him to New York for a fresh start. So she like hooked him up in that apartment and he had learned like a trade while he was in prison. So he was like doing that and he got a job doing that. I don't remember what it was. How old is he now? In New York. So he was... Um... I'm not sure. I think he's in his 20s. Yeah? Yeah, he's got to be in his 20s. Thanks. he. So he was doing that shit for a long time before he got caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Um, so in New York, he continued his crimes when he, he would rob and assault women there. And then he was caught again, and he was sent to prison in New York until um, 1951. So he was released in 1951, and he went back to Denver. And... There wasn't, um, we don't know if he did anything during 1951 and 1957 because he wasn't arrested during those times. Mm -hmm. Um, But an unidentified body of a woman was found near Boulder, Colorado in 1954 that fit like his MO, Mm -hmm. but it was never solved. Mm -hmm. So we don't know if he did that one or not, but it's probably pretty likely. So in 1957, he moved to California. Woo! Um, no, go yeah. away. <laughs> so when he was right before he moved, like during that 1951 to 57, he was seeing a psychiatrist regularly and his mom was like supervising him all the time. So he moved to California and he had no supervision at all. Oh God. Mm. Um, so he took up photography as a hobby, which he did in high school. And he turned that hobby into a way to be able to meet women. Okay, I think I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Except that I'm sure, like, at least five dudes did this. Yeah. I mean, like, people probably still do that. But it might be this guy. So he began placing ads in the newspaper, promoting himself as a man named Johnny Glenn, who was a crime magazine photographer looking for models to pose undressed in bondage. Oh, goodness. These photos, he did it for a while, just, like, did the photos mm-hmm. and he would take this photos does of them and, sound familiar now yeah i i mean like i haven't really like nobody really covers him and it's like no he's not one of the big names you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. which is weird because this story is kind of wild um so the photos satisfied him for a short time but after a little while he like couldn't control his urges to like touch the women so he um, made a choice to start actually assaulting these women. Mm-hmm. And so the first one in California was 19-year-old Judith Ann Dole, who was a divorcee and model um, trapped in a custody battle. So she had children. Um, he called her agency, 
and the agency gave that uh, gave him her phone number because I guess back in the day agencies used to just like give out personal information. So he called her. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to learn somehow. <laughs> so he called her and invited her to his studio, which was actually just his apartment. And he told her that she'd be posing for bondage photos for $20 an hour. So like in 1957, that's like a lot of money. I mean, like that's a lot of money now, $20 an hour. Um, yeah, that is. So she arrived and he tied her up. He then spent the day raping her and taking photos. <gasps> and <sighs> at the end of the night, he told her he would let her go, but he wanted to drive her far out of town and then like ditch her somewhere so he could escape basically. And so she mm-hmm. it would take her a while to find out where she was. Right. Um, but instead he drove her a hundred miles outside of LA and he murdered her. He strangled her to death. He took pictures of her dead body. Oh. And left her there. And then he didn't get caught for that one. Seven months later, he invited 24-year-old Shirley Ann Bridgeford out on a date driving through the country. As a single mother of two, she accepted the request. He drove out to a state park in San Diego County where he pulled out a gun and ordered her to undress. He tied her up, took photos of her all night and into the morning the next day. He then strangled her and left her body there. He then did the same thing to his next victim. Uh, Her name was Ruth Mercado a few months later. Then on October 27th, 1958, Harvey had been working under the name Frank Johnson at a studio in Orange County. He booked a new model, Lorraine Vigil, for her first shoot ever. He insisted, yeah, he insisted that they shoot at his studio and the manager of the studio told Lorraine, like, hey, this guy's a creep. I don't really know him like that well. You shouldn't go like, don't do it. But because it was her first call, she didn't want to be seen as like someone who's difficult to work with. So she decided to go. Um, So they got to the car um, and they started driving and she realized that he was passing all of the exits to like where he said oh. that they were going. I could not imagine that feeling. <clears throat> and so she was asking him like, hey, that was the exit. Like, where are we going? I need to know where we're going. Fudge. And he got frustrated with her and just didn't tell her anything and started to tell her like, shut up. And that's when she realized like, something's oh, wrong. <laughs> and so... She, Lorraine, was like, fuck this, I'm going to get mad. And she started to, like, yell at him and tell, like, ask him, like, where the fuck they're going. And Mm -hmm. he impulsively took the next exit, and he dangerously swerved across the freeway, and, like, she, like, slammed herself against the other side of the car because, like, he, like, made such a sharp turn. Uh And then he, she tried to escape from the car, And then it resulted in, like, this wrestling match inside the car, and he pulled out a gun and tried to tie her up and gag her, but the car had come to a stop. So she grabbed the pistol from uh, from his hand, and it fired, and it didn't hit anybody, but, like, it stunned him Uh that the bullet went off, and she took that opportunity and got out of the car. Like, she was able to get out. What a badass. Yeah. But he grabbed her while she was, like, on, like, she got out, but he grabbed her and tried to pull her back in. But at that moment... A police car pulled up, saw the struggle. She threw the gun down because, like, she realized she still had the gun in her hand and then ran to the police car and he got arrested. (laughs) So she survived. Um, Yes. (laughs) So she was able to get away. Police questioned Harvey and he confessed to the murders. 
he basically knew he was done. He's just like, okay, fine. I killed, I killed him. And inside his home, they found a toolbox full of all of the photos of his victims, capturing the moments, uh, the crimes he had committed from the innocent, playful crime mag photos to the terrified, cowering poses of his victims, realizing they're about to die. Harvey Glattman was sentenced to death in December 1958 for the murders of Bridgeford and Mercado. He was executed in the gas chamber in September 1959. Judith Dole's murder was never given the justice it deserved. And although the uh, detective on the Jane Doe case from Denver sent the file to the police team investigating Glattman in California, the body was never looked into as a possible victim. But yeah, he died. What is his name again? Harvey Glattman. Harvey Glattman. I realized that um, I was thinking of Rodney Alcala. Oh, yeah. He did kind of the same thing. He would pay for ladies to come so he could photograph them for his portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he ended up being charged and convicted of like five murders, but there are like 120 women in his photographs that like haven't been identified. Yikes. Oh, wow, yeah. This guy's Krista, lovely. that was so good. That was super Thank good. you. Thank you. Yeah. That was I don't know a good if one. I, I'm not sure if I've heard of this guy before. Yeah, I feel like I tried looking at his picture and he doesn't look familiar. The he name doesn't sound... kind of like... Seth Green would play him in a movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's him. That was awesome. That was really. Good. I never knew about that. St- I never knew about that. Ooh. That is a scary ass story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Imagine. Geez. Oh my goodness. What a sick fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm disgusted. He's dead now. So. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Alrighty, should I tell my story now? Yep, go for it. Okay, I'm really excited for mine. Me too. What could it be? Okay, so I'm doing something that has recently gone viral that everyone is talking about and that knows about it. Okay. And I'm sure you guys know about it. Is it something we've talked about before? No, it just recently went viral. Oh, okay. So I'm doing mine on the Twitter voicemail conspiracy theory. What is that? You guys haven't heard about this? I have this? not heard about this. Okay, yay. I was hoping you haven't. Okay. Okay. So, oh, also I have a clip of the voicemail um, that I will play and then I'll send it to sound guy Luciano. Shout out to Luciano. Boop, boop. So he can put it in there. Does that sound cool? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So um, all of the information um, that I have, I got from um, the 13th floor and Shane Dawson's conspiracy theory video. (laughs) Nice. Cool. And so I think I've mentioned that Kyle has been working overnight lately, like Mm -hmm. this whole month. And I watched this dumb Shane Dawson conspiracy theory video. Um, one night while he was gone, and it literally freaked me out so hard. I was like, oh, like about to freaking cry in my bed all alone. Um, okay, but but it's fun. At the it's fun. I'm um, ready. Okay, well here it is: the Twitter voicemail conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm already scared. Also, I never do conspiracy theories, so this is. Baby's first conspiracy theory. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. You're one of <laughs> us the, now. 
Yeah. One of us. One of us. One of us. All right, guys. It began on March 13th when a user known as Ty, that's T-Y, at Strayed Away began tweeting about a mysterious voicemail message he received recently from an unknown number. Although Ty's account is no longer online, his tweets were saved and shared by other users and as a result of the vo- and as a result the voicemail quickly went viral. The original voicemail recording was also preserved and here it is. I'm going to play the voicemail right now so everyone can hear it and then we're going to talk about it, okay? Okay. Hang on, let me make sure my phone volume's on. This is going to okay. be scary. I'm scared. It's scary. It scared me. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Uh-huh. Sierra, Delta, Alpha, November, Gal, Echo, Romeo, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra, India, Tango, India, Sierra, Delta, India, Romeo, Echo, Foxtrot, Oscar, Romeo, Yankee, Oscar, Uniform. Tango, Oscar, Echo, Victor, Alpha, Charlie, Uniform, Alpha, Tango, Echo, Bravo, Echo, Charlie, Alpha, Uniform, Tango, India, Oscar, Uniform, Sierra, Tango, Hotel, Echo, Yankee, Alpha, Romeo, Echo, November, Oscar, Tango, Hotel, Uniform, Mike, Alpha, November, 0429339642300, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra, Delta, Alpha, November, Gal, Echo, Romeo, Sierra, Oscar, Sierra. So that's pretty much the whole thing. I have heard of this. You have heard of this? I saw people talking about it, but I didn't look into it, and now I wish I had. Okay. What is it so, spell? I was trying to well, keep up. Well, here. Okay, so for people that don't know, this is uh, NATO, they call it. It's used in, like, the military and different services like that, where it's pretty much a code that, like, spells out different things. Um, and this says, while it first comes across as a... Uh, 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 sorry. Um, yeah. um, the recording is a little bit uh, disturbing once it has been decoded, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And so this is what um, this is what it it was decoded to. Danger SOS. It is dire for you to evacuate. Be caution. They are not human. 0429339 SOS Danger SOS. Ew. I know. <laughs> okay. 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 The message. Okay. 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 <laughs> The message is even more haunting in the context of a letter of a later tweet from Ty in which he claims to remember seeing someone trying to photograph his house a few days before he received the call. Oh, my God. But it gets weirder. Oh, my God. 
After the tweets went viral, Ty received a direct message via Twitter in a language he didn't understand. Plugging the text into Google Translate, he discovered it was in Indonesian, and the translation was quite disturbing. Mm-hmm. The translation was, end the post you just shared about the recording in your phone. Ty claims he began receiving more cryptic DMs, which contained everything from Morse code to map coordinates, some of which pointed to Malaysia and numbers corresponding to a website with Malaysian text. So in the, um, so they decoded the, Voicemail, and you know that big chunk of numbers? Uh-huh. They put that into like coordinates, and it was very close to Malaysia. The coordinates. Oh my God. Okay. Users like Umuzaki and, ready for this, Kelly? Yeah. Aaron Mahoney. <gasps> what the fuck? I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's not your sister, but it's another Aaron Mahoney. You don't know. <laughs> oh my god. I mean I looked it up. Okay. Because oh <laughs> I was like, Aaron Mahoney, how many of those can there be? Okay. A whole country oh. full of them. Okay. So <laughs> users like Umazaki and Aaron Mahoney opened up the scope of the mystery when they identified the map coordinates as somewhere near Malaysia, like I told you guys. Mm-hmm. Um from which Malaysia oops, sorry. From which Malaysia Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, which we all know about, departed on March 8th, 2014, before disappearing without a trace. Oh, my God. You guys know about the Malaysian Flight 370. Okay. Um, Umuzaki speculated... Uh, as to whether the voicemail was an ex an excerpt from the plane's black box flight recorder, so a black box recorder is pr- it pretty much records the last thing the last interactions with a plane. So like if a plane is um, like hijacked or some an emergency happens, they have a recording, so they have proof of like what happened pretty much. Oh my god! So that's what they think the voicemail was. That's why it's an SOS. It was trying to warn us. That's what one of the people said. (gasps) He went deeper. Hang on. He went deeper into this theory, noting how the voicemail was received during the peak of a major solar flare. This is why random people would be getting this call, Umuzaki wrote. Because the signal would be amplified and sent farther ranges with the solar flares happening closer to southern Asia. More and more theories are being tossed around, thanks in part to YouTube videos, which you guys should watch some YouTube videos because they get freaking down with these conspiracy theories. It's just one after the other. I got my big ass TV in the living room right now. I usually don't have a TV in there. I'm just going to stay up all night watching YouTube videos. There is a million. And um, there is an actual... um, um, There was another part, another recording that I don't have right now, but there was another recording of um like another part of the black box recordings which was like of the pilot saying like random like pilot things and at the end he says good night malaysia was which they thought was like really weird that is weird was the pilot of that flight an english speaker 
Um, yes, he has an accent. But yeah, he was speaking English. Okay. And um, there was also some coding around that that was like about like doomsday happening on April 18th, 2018, which everyone's like freaking out about on Twitter. I'm scared. I know. I don't like stuff like that at all. <laughs> oh my God. I hope it happens. Oh my God. I'm so close to graduation. It can't end on April 18th. I know. I'll be so pissed. I already but. bought my cap and gown. What a waste of money. Yeah. That's what you're going to be worried about when you're dead. I'm always worried about my cap and gown. You could wear it to heaven. What color is it? Black. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyways, that's that's my story. That's chilling. That's freaky. I had Isn't no idea it? about it. I'm going to go look it up now. So how does the black box work that it was like a robot voice? Are they, like, sending out codes, like, SOS? Probably. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so, yeah. How does that work? Is it just... I don't know. ...a keyboard? And it probably. just translates to robot lady voice? Probably. Oh, my God. But that recording is so fucking scary. I hate it. There's something about just, like, robot voices. Like, terrifying. random ass words. Or, like, what... You know those, like, radio channels... That they use number like, stations. Yeah, number yeah. stations. It, that, it sounds like a number station, except that it's actually spelling out something we understand. That's so scary. Do you know about number stations, Lindsay? I don't. Look it up on YouTube. Ooh, there's something that'll keep you up all night. No, I'm scared. Number stations are super. Because fun. sometimes they're voices of children mm-hmm. or women, what? and there's yeah. there's like singing in between. Wait, what is and it? like what music. Is it? It's like a Cold War era radio stations that transmit super duper coded messages, messages in between like military bases. But every every country and every I don't know, there are so many different methods of coding that they're all super different and super creepy and super weird. Mhm. Yeah, look up number stations on YouTube. Wait until Kyle leaves. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's leaving tonight. I'm going to freaking die. Turn off all the lights. Start no. reading your spooky book and put no. on number stations music in the background. Yes. No. I can oh only read that book on the weekends now when he's home. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting that scary? Yeah, I can't How read it when you? he's not here. Um, I've gone through at like... Like, okay, so once he started killing people... We're talking way, about I'm The Stranger me. Beside yeah, Me. I'm reading yeah, sorry. <laughs> me, Ted Bundy book. When he started killing the people, I was like, okay, I, I like, obviously knew that that was going to happen. It wasn't like a like, twist. <laughs> but, like, once it gets into him, like, moving cities and, like, the stuff, like, the stuff uh. that he would do for, like, his, like, slight disguises that he had and stuff like that... Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, really scares me. <laughs> you know, those, like, clickbait headlines, like, this man takes the seat out of his Volkswagen bug. You'll never believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- tell me more. I want to see but, his disguises. Does he have, like, those glasses with the nose attached and the mustache? No, you should look up, just look up, like, Ted, there's a picture of it in the book. Like, he was, like, literally master of disguise. Like, he I, would change his look up like he looks yeah. like a different person like it's crazy 
I've seen him with like a beard and long hair and short hair and yeah. Disguises. But. I'm looking it up. <laughs> that was a good one, Lindsay. Thank you. I thought that was a really good episode. I think we all did good ones. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was good too. Congratulations ourselves. We did it. I'm so proud. Let's go. <laughs> I can't find any of like. Oh wait, is this it? No, this is a picture of him. A bunch of pictures of him. Did you accidentally type in Al Bundy? Fuck. He. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks really crumpy. No, I can't find it. You'll have to send us a picture because. I will. Oh wait, There's... is this it? Is Ooh. that is that him? Uh, yeah, that's him with fake glasses over his face. To show you what he would look like with glasses, I guess, because they found glasses in his car. <laughs> oh yeah, there. This is from a museum, I guess. Oh, I want to go to the uh, Museum of Death again. Do you guys want to go? I'll go. I've yes, never been there. Let's go. I love it. It's so much fun. They have a two-headed turtle. That's pretty cool. It sucks like they don't let you take any pictures in there because that would be very fun to do a Brave Girls photo shoot in there. Yeah, yeah you, we can take pictures outside or like in the gift shop, but you can't do it inside the... Is the turtle alive? Mm-hmm. Like they keep it as a pet? Yeah, it's in a tank in the lobby. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Every business should have a pet. They are named, I can't remember the names, but they're named after Chinese conjoined twins. Like a famous pair of conjoined twins. Oh. Is yeah. it... The conjoined twins that I covered. No, <laughs> they're, they're Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, conjoined twins. Um, Chang and Ang. Chang and Ang. Oh wait, no. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah. <laughs> there's cute. another. There's pictures of like it looked like recent pictures of babies, and I was like, wait, is that the right ones? But yeah. 1811 to 17, 1874. I hope they take good care of it. Mm-hmm. Or them. Since there's two heads, it's probably two different turtle personalities, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Two minds, one shell. That's what their autobiography is going to be called. Oh, that's problematic. Wait. What? Okay, so the title here says Chinese conjoined twins, but in the article it says they're Thai American Oh. I don't know. Oops. What is the truth? We will never know. What is the truth? I don't know the truth. I'm sorry. If you want to see the turtles, they're at the Museum of Death in Los Angeles, California. It's really fun there. Um, yeah. We should go. Let's go. We got to make Ooh. a list of all the places we should go. We should do uh, the murder tour. The Dearly Departed tour, where they take you on a is it a double decker bus or just a regular bus? I don't know. It better be a double decker. bus. It better be, yeah. Yeah, I want to go on the. I ain't taking no tour on no regular ass bus. But they take you by like where the Black Dahlia was found. Mm -hmm. They take you by Sharon Tate's home. They take you by. It's like all gated up, like you can't go near it, but like you can go by the street, like you can see the gate. Let's from the do street. that. That sounds like fun. Let's that, that that should be like a summer thing that we do. Yeah, like a fun. Do they go to Rockingham? Thing. What's that? OJ. Oh yeah, they do. Whew. I think they do. 
don't they take you by the the murder the murder house from a yeah horror story i've been there (laughs) is that an actual murder house or is Mm -hmm. it just like a set house it's it's not it's like it's a real house yeah someone lives there now they put up a fence when i saw it there was no fence Oh. But they're pissed. <laughs> yeah, they bought it knowing what it was, and they're pissed that people keep coming to see their house. Well, duh. Hello. <laughs> well, I bet people don't just come and are friendly. They're probably, like, dicks about it. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, there's a fence up now. But when I saw it in 2014 or, no, 15, it was, there was no one living there, and there was no fence. Ooh. Hmm. But, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. I just had, like, we were on the freeway driving from L.A. back here, mm-hmm. and I just saw the row of palm trees, like, from the freeway, and I was like, wait, get off! I know the murder house is around here somewhere. <laughs> and it was. It was, like, the, those palm trees. Who were you with? Eric. Uh, we were, uh, I was coming back from a meeting for L.A. Film Festival. Yeah, it was fun. Fun stuff. Yeah, we should do that. That'd be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Should we plug our All stuff? Right. I guess plug so. Plug our stuff. <laughs> All right, go for it. I don't okay. know it. <laughs> we are on Instagram at Brave Girls Podcast. We are on Twitter at Brave Girls Pod. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. We have 500 likes finally. Slow Over and steady. 500 likes. Yeah. It's like 520 now, but it took us a hot second to get to 500. Uh, I'm we proud. are the Brave Girls Club Podcast. We mm-hmm. are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Brave Girls Podcast. And uh, for our Campfire Tale episodes, if you got anything cool you want to send in, we are bravegirlspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say thanks to Marley, who has sent in like five this week, and they're all good as far as I can tell. <laughs> the last Woo. one came with a photograph. I don't want to spoil anything, Ooh. but it's a spooky photograph that she took herself. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. And, I gotta know. And I also want to say thanks to Linnea. She sent us something in back in February, but we haven't gotten to any of them. It's like a long email with like five or six stories in it. We're gonna get to them soon because yes. they're all good ones. Mm-hmm. So excited! Yeah, pretty cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Good job, cool. guys. Yeah. All right. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share this video with your friends. Um, this video <laughs> i'm doing a youtube thing we're youtubers now yeah i'm a youtuber now smash that subscribe button smash that mfn like <laughs> button um yeah okay stay brave all right stay brave bye bye, bye. Bravo, Yankee, Echo. Bravo, Uniform, Hotel. Bravo, Yankee, Echo.